Hi, Rachel. Hi, Brian. <laughs> so how was your week? <laughs> oh, wow. It has been horrible. It's really been one of the worst, hasn't it? It's. We always say that, but it's because things are getting worse. They are. They're definitely. Give me, and, a, give me a little morsel. So there's one thing that I can rely upon to bring me joy and delight in these dark times, and that is... Pictures of beautiful celebrities. Yeah, especially at award shows. shows. (laughs) We all love it. So I'm looking at the New York Times and I see this gorgeous photo of Tiffany Haddish from the Emmys. Yes, from the enemy. The enemies, the Emmys, which I could not watch the night before, so I was excited to see the photos. And you know, she's wearing this like gorgeous dress, and then there's like Angela Bassett, resplendent in white. And I look at the a caption, diva. and it says Tiffany Haddish with Amarosa Manigault, Stallworth Hogwarts Newman. No, <laughs> they they got them confused. They, got they look the, nothing alike. They, they look nothing alike. And how? What? Why would Amorosa be at the Emmys presenting That's the real an award question. That's with the Tiffany real Haddish? Question. Okay, and guess what? That's the best thing that happened this week. We're about to go into the worst thing. The this worst is things. this week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. My name is No. My sign is No. My number is No. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. Need to let it go. Okay, Rachel, usually, usually we start with the elephant in the room, which is something big and political and so forth. But we have something very personal that happened to us. It was so traumatic. It's the room with the elephant in, in it. it. <laughs> we must begin with this. So just before this taping, we decided to go for a walk around the block, as we one does. <laughs> we had to evacuate um, in this lovely neighborhood of Tribeca. There's all kinds of nice things going on, especially the razzle-dazzle barbershop that we've spoken about. <laughs> the topless barbershop. <laughs> So we walked around the corner and there's a storefront that's been empty forever. And suddenly we were struck by a beautiful font and it said drugstore in the window. It was so minimalist. It was so beautiful. We stopped dead in our tracks and we were like, we must go in. We must go in. And it looks like it's tiny. It looks like a bank alcove with an ATM, one of the ones without a bank. It's just an ATM. So we walk in. There's no swipe card or anything. Anyone can just walk on in. And... um, First thing we see, it's like a hall of mirrors. <laughs> and I walk in and I say hello to myself because I think there's someone else there. But no, it's just your reflection. It's just my own it's a reflection. It's clean mirror in very, your defense. That's correct. <laughs> and um, the only other thing that was there was a wall of three refrigerator cases. And in the refrigerators were a lines and lines, rows and rows of multicolored bottles having containing some sorts of potions which I guess are like energy drinks They're or some all sort called of dirty lemon, dirty lemon, some sort of tincture. <laughs> yes. right? And it was dirty lemon for this part. It was dirty lemon sleep, dirty lemon charcoal, dirty lemon detoxify, cleansing, detoxing, cleansing, relaxing, detoxifying. you know, exactly. Whatever. And there was one iPad screen that was bolted to the wall. And this is it. We're just in this empty room with these beverages and a mirror and an iPad. And we're cracking up and we're like, what's going on here? And then suddenly some sort of shop girl enters with her arms laden with some sort of, I guess, cases and cases of this beverage. She's restocking and she's telling us to try the Bulgarian rose. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It was a Bulgarian rose flavor. And we're like, we need to stop and you need to tell us what's going on here because this is ridiculous. And she told us and we realized we had to share this with you, our Nope audience, because 
every word that came out of her mouth hit one of our sore spots, one of our pet peeves, one of the things that's wrong with the world. So we had to share this with you, first of all. So we said, what is this place? Is it this permanent? Is it what? She goes, no, it's kind of a pop-up. <laughs> and we, it, hate pop it, it, we hate pop-ups. We hate pop-ups. Like, don't pop up. Don't pop down. Either you're there or you're not. But there was a man in there who was actually kind of hot. And he, <laughs> and was, he was like... He was a legitimate customer like who was interested customer. in these bottles of things. And he says to her, oh, I'm so glad I caught this because I missed the other pop-up <laughs> on the Bowery. I'm like, pop-up. wait, you have like a calendar of So pop-ups? we asked the shop girl, no. it's a pop-up for what? Like, what's going to happen? And she said, well... Um, it's really when it opens up, it's going to be a whole space and it's going to be a VIP lounge and a members only club and a juice bar and a pet spa and a veterinary clinic and, and a, a grocery nail store and a plastic <laughs> and this surgery. Viol- this clinic. violates no. number two of our principles, which is stay in your lane. Not everything needs to be a brand about everything. Stick to your knitting. <laughs> Don't do everything. <laughs> do one thing and too, do it well. Bridge too far. Bridge too and far. then, Rachel, you, we decided that. In order to actually legitimately talk about this, we needed to actually drink this, which meant we had to buy it. We had to buy it. And, and so you <laughs> attempted to make a purchase via this weird iPad thing. <laughs> so, now, this wasn't one of those iPad things at every coffee shop where you just swipe your card. There's no Apple Pay. There could have been a million easy ways to just walk out the door and pay. But no, you have to text someone and have a whole conversation. <laughs> and then they send you like an app that you have to download. It's a nightmare. They can't even figure out how to take your money. I mean, <laughs> (laughs) This was begging. Just take the fucking drink (laughs) and run out the door. So I haven't paid yet. I will. I promise. We bought like $70 worth of, well, we took $70 worth of these drinks. Dirty lemon. No. No, Okay. We're not done. And the last thing is that every one of these flavors was a co-brand of some sort. There was like a Vogue magazine collaboration collaboration and a Bebo, which is like a high-end weed brand, which I endorse. Right. That's fine. But like, it doesn't need part of a drink. And like, not everything needs to be a marketing stunt. If you have a great beverage, sell the beverage. Like Dirty Lemon, if you can't stand on your own without the backing of like 50 different brands. And you don't deserve each... to exist. You no. deserve to die as a brand. On the vine. No. no. <laughs> Fine. This store deserves to close before it opens. I, reg- I apologize to everybody who walks down my street that it's actually on my street. It's disgusting. Shut no. it down. Shut it down. No. 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 By the way, if you want to endorse us, Dirty Lemon, <laughs> we're accepting all endorsements right now. Just tweet us. Uh, we have very reasonable prices. We'll accept any reasonable payment and an unreasonable payment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, Dirty Lemon. Okay, what's next, Rachel? Um, so this week has been extremely dispiriting in a, in a very serious and dark way. I know. We both showed up and we were actually very depressed. We were very depressed. I mean, there have been a few weeks this year. This, this is one of the ones that was really bad. It's, it's almost like we are living through the Clarence Thomas confirmation hearings and Watergate and like the Teapot Dome scandal <laughs> all at the same time. And the time. Cuban Missile Crisis <laughs> and the impeachment of Andrew Johnson and the Iran Contra scandal it's, all it's at once. It's too much. <laughs> it's all too much. And so the confirmation of Mr. Spaghetti with ketchup eating monster <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh, it was considered a fait accompli last week. We were sure he was, they were saying it was a glide path to confirmation. I would say he's in like Flynn, but I think that has <laughs> gone out. Michael <laughs> no. Flynn. 
Quinn is not a good no. metaphor for him. Um, but things I have been... I think he been, is in like he, Flynn, I guess he actually. is in like Flynn because things have been thrown into total chaos. I love it. I by, love it. Um, a courageous woman, a psychology professor named Dr. Christine Blasey Ford. Say her name, say her name. Uh, she came forward to tell her story that Brett Kavanaugh basically attempted to rape her at a party when she was in high school while his creep, disgusting friend, Mark Judge, cheered, watched. Cheered him cheered on them and turned on. up the music. Right. And uh, we should mention we're recording this on Wednesday night. Who knows? Anything could happen. It may be Thursday morning. He could be withdrawn or drummed out of town. We hope that's the case. But who knows? This is our take as of Wednesday night. Right, right. And there, and there's a lot of, I mean, why would she lie, right? There's a lot of evidence. She has notes from a psychotherapist. She was traumatized by this event. And the psychotherapist has notes that she talked about this many years ago. She took and passed a polygraph test. And then there's Mark Judge, who is a conservative That's columnist. the friend who was there who... The one who was there, her, right. yeah, who also jumped on top of them and she was able class to class act what a class like, act he's a filmmaker he calls himself a filmmaker and a columnist everyone's a fucking filmmaker um and he's also an author he oh. wrote the book wasted tales of a gen x drunk where he details his experiences of extensive drinking while attending georgetown prep school which is the all boys school, school that, that kavanaugh they all went attended. To, right and um, he describes his high school as swimming in alcohol and also has a character in the book called Bart O'Kavanaugh, <laughs> who he writes no <laughs> vomited in someone's car. And every article that mentions this, like, has this caveat, like, it's unclear if this is a reference to Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, of course it's a reference! Stop! <laughs> Just stop. Okay, but uh, I digress. So, so the professor, Dr. Ford, has said she would testify before the Senate Judiciary Committee, but she wants an investigation first. I mean, which you can understand. Of course, the GOP wants to push this rapist through the confirmation process as fast as possible before Trump and his entire family get carried out of the White House by the FBI in hazmat <laughs> suits. So we don't know yet if she will testify or not. But if she does... Right, but the one thing that drives me crazy <laughs> is that all these people are saying, well, the left, what, you, they don't understand why does the FBI have to be involved in a local rape case? That's not a federal crime. The FBI is charged with vetting all federal employees, especially including and especially Supreme Court justices for life. So it is entirely their purview to investigate this problem. Of course it is. <laughs> somebody who attempted to rape somebody. I don't care when it was. And then they're like, right, oh, it was only in high school. Is this what we want to teach our high school kids? That like, oh, it's a, whatever you, you do now to get bunch. out of it. Just, just do whatever. Blood. It's like the purge. Just do whatever <laughs> you want to do and it'll never. No. No. Okay, but, okay, this is terrible. But anyway, the grossest thing of all of the gross things is that the all-male GOP members of the Senate Judiciary Committee are planning on having their female staffers ask Dr. The GOP, the GOP members the are all GO male, right. Right, the GOP members are all male. They're having their female staffers ask questions should she should dr ford choose to testify okay so they don't look bad like they're so, harassing because her. they're remembering the anita hill with Orin testimony Hatch with and, all right. these men asking her these questions and i guess in retrospect it looks 
pretty bad to have these men asking all these detailed questions. They're just shitting in their pants because the the midterms are whatever, a little over a month away, and the last thing they want is to be pictured there harassing harassing this this alleged rape victim, right? And so they're using their staffers as human shields, basically. (laughs) And if I were a female staffer of one of these senators, I would take. Go fuck Conduct yourself. Conduct your own fucking hearings. Fine. If you want me to ask the questions, let me vote. That's, <laughs> That's what right. I would say. That's right. Okay. No. No. Shut it down. This may be the worst thing that happened, but the second worst thing that happened clearly, or probably the, I don't know. I, you can't. There's it's no equivalency bad. with these it's things. With these infinite the flood, terribleness. The floods in the Carolinas. How can you even quantify the horrible loss of life, the horrible loss of property, the heartbreak? It's all been terrible. So tell me, Rachel, he asks naively, <laughs> what did our president have to say about well, this? Well, so we all know how attuned this administration <laughs> is in dealing with natural disasters. Empathetic. He's really empathetic with the victims. Exactly. It's no surprise. He did. <laughs> Put on his empathy hat, uh, Donald Trump. Hat? <laughs> it's red. I've never seen him wear a hat. It's gold-plated hat. And he tweeted a video today that was absolutely bananas. Okay, let's hear. So in the video, he's standing, I guess, probably on the White House lawn or on a golf course somewhere. And he says, Hurricane Florence is one of the wettest we have seen from the standpoint wait, of wait, water. Wait, 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 let me stop. The wettest. It's the wettest hurricane. One of the wettest hurricanes. It is the wettest hurricane. I mean, water have... is sort of all equally wet. It's is it all not? Equally, like, I don't know. Maybe he knows wise. something we don't. But... Okay, but it's not just wet. Objectively, it's wet. From the standpoint of water. From the, okay, so if you are water itself, <laughs> and you were you were the narrator of this story, you are like, I am water. It this is really wet. He's not seeing this tragedy from the standpoint of humans. He's seeing it from the standpoint of the water. Well, the which... waters are the winners. <laughs> the waters are the real winners here. He sides with the winners. Got, he's always for the winners. He likes. Water that doesn't get captured. <laughs> he likes waters that wins. And this water is absolutely winning. And he loves FEMA, too, right? He loves FEMA. He's, he thanked FEMA for doing a great job. And this was on a day that it was announced that the FEMA chief, like so many Grifters. administration <laughs> officials before him, Brock Long, he's under investigation for ethics violations. Of which course. Is using, heck of a job, Heck Brownie. of a job, Brocko. Using <laughs> government funds to travel back and forth between D.C. and his home. I mean, it's... I'm, that's kind of while collecting gold bars. Like, <laughs> no, no. But I have one other. This is obviously not on the scale of the lo- horrible loss of human life here, but it bears mentioning <laughs> in a podcast that's called Nope. Um, so we were warned about this. We have not had the reports as to whether it came come to pass or not, but we were warned that there were going to be killer snakes unleashed by this hurricane. This is terrible. I think this is equally bad. <laughs> no, don't say that. That's terrible. No, but a killer well, it could snake... Kill, or... It could kill someone equally as badly. Uh, you... there's, <laughs> there's no degrees of being killed. From the perspective <laughs> of the snakes... <laughs> It's pretty bad. That's right. So this is like a shark NATO, but a snake NATO. Right. So apparently, the, they were warning well, as the storm is approaching that it had the potential to uproot thirty-eight different species of snakes <laughs> that are all around the Carolinas, including cottonmouths and copperhead vipers, which are poisonous. And the warning, the official warning, said they can be found swimming in water or hiding under debris, and they should be avoided. I mean, no duh. I mean. Yeah, 
yes, they should be avoided. But the Sun, reliable <laughs> press source, said residents shouldn't be out during the storm. But if they are and get bitten by a snake, they should rush to a hospital, one that is enclosed. How do you do that? <laughs> That's not actionable advice. No. I mean, you're, you're up to your nose in water. You get bitten by a poisonous snake. <laughs> what should we do now? I don't know. Let's go to the hospital. Oh, no, that one's closed. Let's go to the one in the next town. That's ridiculous. Now, it gets worse because based on past experience, you remember last year we had uh, Hurricane Harvey mm-hmm. in Houston, right? That's, yeah. that's where that happened. There, it unleashed alligators and fire ants and apparently those are also native to the Carolinas so that is an additional hazard there's the snakes the alligators and the fire ants to which I say don't these poor people have enough to worry about oh just my God, like don't, it's like the don't drown plagues. first right no. it's like Hippocratic oath first do no harm first don't drown then don't get bitten by a snake I mean how big of I mean this is alarmist how big of a problem really is this and by the way <laughs> snakes stay in your fucking holes and your, I don't know where snakes live just stay there i don't want to see you humans and animals should, should not, not interact, interact especially after is, a hurricane and that is the final word on this no, <laughs> no snakes. snakes no and no florence and hats off to all the survivors and everyone who is working to help them get their lives back okay but while we're talking about snakes i have another topic that's related okay imagine for a moment that you were living in england as we both did it's easy to imagine. It's easy to imagine. We both have real-life experience. Imagine if you're living in the town of Ipswich, though, which neither of us have done. <laughs> a little less easy <laughs> it's like to a imagine. a sandwich, but it's an Ip. It's an Ipswich. Um, the Ipswich Star related this story. Um, a tormented mother living with her two young children has been woken on an almost nightly basis by a tinny, distant rendition of... It's raining, it's pouring. That sounds so spooky. Could you imagine with your children waking up and hearing that song? And so this is why she's tormented, or was she tormented before? (laughs) And this has really re-triggered her. And a mentally, emotionally (laughs) tormented person. But no, this was certainly a trigger for her, as it would be for anybody. So (laughs) this woman... who wished to remain anonymous <laughs> for reasons of personal privacy, um, reported to the paper, the first time I heard it, it was the most terrifying thing ever. I went cold and felt sick and thought, what on earth was that? So she had courage, the courage to come forth, not to give her name, <laughs> but to come forth. And she reported it to the police. Okay. And the police thankfully went and investigated and they tracked the sound down to a local industrial park okay and, <laughs> like the, the sound detectives <laughs> like yeah. with like, yes, microphones on their with, like mcgruff the crime dog sniffing for the sound they triangulated into this industrial park and it turned out for this little factory there was a, a camera cameras that were set up for security uh-huh. and if something triggered it that it would play this song oh but why would it play whoever that? the intruder oh, was okay. but there was a problem they didn't anticipate the spiders it turned out that there were spiders climbing crawling over the lenses of these cameras and triggering it's raining it's pouring and they had misset the volume so that it was too loud so that this anonymous woman was hearing it 
in her house and causing untold emotional distress. They should have said it to Itsy Bitsy Spider. <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> why, why would they make the song It's Raining It's Pouring? That's a creepy fucking song. I know. That is a weird song. Well, and nobody should, should ever. It should be banned. Nobody should ever play that song. They should do It's Raining Men. It's, hallelujah. <laughs> it's Raining Men. I mean, if the whole point is that, like, there's a song and that means we know you're there, then any song should do. Right. Play Footloose. Play right. anything. Freedom 90. Something that's pleasant. <laughs> that's right. We love Freedom 90. But I also, I know this woman has been tormented. Yes. However... I don't understand why the Ipswich Times granted Star. her anonymity. This is not like... This is on deep background. This, this is not, not Bob Woodward's. This is an administration <laughs> official coming forward. This is a woman with, about, with spiders. Who heard a song in the middle of the night. No! No! no shut it down. Shut it this down. Reveal word. yourself. No. Reveal yourself. <laughs> Okay, okay, I have another story that's not at all similar, although it's related to us walking around our neighborhood. There is a restaurant nearby here, very nearby, like a five-minute walk less, called Forlini's. Oh, Forlini's. It's, it's a been classic. around for a long time. It's an old-school red sauce Italian joint, and it's right by me. It was founded in 1956, and the proprietor who founded it is age 99. And it's this great hangout because it's by the courts, so the courthouses, which is near here. So all the lawyers and the judges and the prosecutors, they all go there for lunch on their one-hour lunch break. And the people who are on jury duty, I've gone there when I was on jury duty. Right. That's where you go and you get like a nice classic lunch. Um, sort of one of the last bastions of old New York. Until oh. the influencers arrived. The Instagram influencers. <laughs> the influencers who are the... Absolute the wor- the bane of, of everyone's society. existence. Okay. So somehow... This got onto the radar of the influencers, the influencer <laughs> class, this amazing old stalwart of a restaurant, one of the last bastions. And now there are nightly hordes of these influencer kids storming the gates. And the New York Times ran a big piece on this, and they call it a locust descent, <laughs> <laughs> taking up all the tables and taking selfies and, like, throwing rose petals everywhere. And this was during Fashion Week, right? So it was, like, the perfect storm of, Perfect storm. Like, Everybody converged, and they all wanted to go to yeah. Forlini's. And they, they think it's ironic, but they also really love it. And they get there outside on this quiet block, Baxter Street. Because they've Street. never experienced authenticity. Never, right. They think that's authentic. And they get there, and they shriek outside, like, I can't believe I'm here. It's a restaurant. <laughs> it's like Nirvana. It's <laughs> utopia. Okay, so then they interviewed one of these Fakakta people who is there, and she said, I'm only here for Janae Lombardo. This restaurant, which has been there for like 100 years, only matters because of Janae Lombardo. This restaurant did not even exist before tonight. To which I ask, who the fuck is Janae Lombardo? I asked that question, actually, on Twitter. I, I posted that quote, and I said, who the fuck is Janae Lombardo? <laughs> and my friend Christina Binkley, who's a fashion columnist, responded, you know Janae Lombardo. We do not know and Janae she, Lombardo. We are old. I, I sort of know who she is after she said that she started this thing called Milk Maid, which is kind of like the off-Broadway version of Fashion Week for like emerging designers. Okay. So I say, kudos to you, Janae Lombardo, but... Don't ruin Forlini's. But don't, and, and 
don't invite influencers to your party. I don't even think she blue. invited them. I think she just they just came. If they you build just, it, they will come. They were hangers on of Janae. They are, and but there was another reason is that Vogue actually hosted their pre Met gala party there. Oh, that's what triggered the whole thing. And then they even had their own hashtag hashtag Spaghetti and Meatballs. So whoa ho ho! It's so funny. You ruined this fucking spaghetti restaurant. and Meatballs. You mean? Oh, Met Balls. That's right. I misread it. It's so stupid. I misread it. And Met Balls. Oh, that's cute, actually. It is kind of cute. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. But notwithstanding that. Not that that they would ever eat that. Okay. So next week, we are going to go to Forlini's for lunch at the unfashionable hour, dinner at the unfashionable hour at like four o'clock. Okay. Like the old, the... the, That's when you have to go. The early birds that we are. And we'll do an Instagram story. (laughs) Okay. No, no influencers. Leave Forlini's alone. This is a terrible story. I mean, it is bringing them business, to be fair. It's bringing them business. But at some point, you're like, am I doing this for the right reasons or the wrong reasons? It's an influencer world. We're just living in it. And I do not want to be part of that world. It's a snake eating its own cat. It's a dog eating its own poop. I don't don't know know what it is. It's terrible. No. No, shut it down. No. Okay. What else terrible is happening this week? I want to talk about Stormy Daniels description of donald trump's penis i cannot Just believe that i'm encouraging you to talk about any s- intro that begins with donald trump's penis <laughs> there's a lot of surprising things with within this story within so, donald trump's penis um i no. can't believe i'm saying that phrase i'm gonna stop that's disgusting it's, it's disgusting so stormy daniels somehow managed to keep it a secret that she wrote a tell-all memoir and it's like dropping in a couple of weeks this okay. is in a time of leaks everywhere, Stormy no one knew Daniels, this was coming out. She's like as tight-lipped as Robert Mueller. This woman, I'm, I'm super impressed. That's that this very did impressive. And with up. Michael Avenatti everywhere at the VMAs talking about everything, he kept this quiet too. But they have yeah, attorney-client privilege, exactly. so if she doesn't say, he doesn't say. And so he's a class act. He's a total love. You, Michael Avenatti. He's my my come, bae. Come on the show. <laughs> come on the show anytime. <laughs> so. Um, now, a, a few weeks out, she's promoting the book, and CNN had a story detailing what's in it. And I will say it's not very often that a CNN story begins by saying, this story contains graphic sexual imagery. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. But these, these are the times that we're living in. Um, so here's what she said. His penis is distinctive in a certain way, and I sometimes think that's one of the reasons he initially didn't tweet at me like he does so many women, Daniels wrote. Quote, he knew I could pick his dick out of a lineup. Oh. He knows he has an unusual oh. penis. Unusual penis? It has a huge oh. mushroom head, like a toadstool. Can I edit this out? This no, is disgusting. No, there's more. There's oh, more. The, I can't unsee that. And then she talks that. about, this is the better part. She talks about, like, you know, how they were, like, during the, the, the sex. And she said, I lay there annoyed that I was getting fucked by a guy with Yeti pubes and a dick like the mushroom character in Mario Kart. <laughs> Yeti pubes? And and Mario <laughs> Nintendo saw that they were trending on Twitter and they're like, yay, we're trending. Okay. <laughs> There's certain things you do not, not want to be, be trending, trending for. for. That but is horrible. I, I will just say that Stormy Daniels is the Dylan Thomas of our time. She's a T.S. Eliot. She's a wordsmith. I couldn't even figure John out. John Updike and Philip Roth. Rolled into one. Rolled into one with some Susan Orlean mixed in. <laughs> and some Susan Sontag. 
<laughs> Some Joan Didion. She's amazing. She's going to win the Nobel Prize for literature. <laughs> I, I just, I could not figure out what Yeti pubes would look like. So, like, I Googled Yeti, and I wasn't even sure what a Yeti was. Of course you are. We talked that there's that Virginia uh, uh, congressional race where there's the whole Yeti issue there's going the, on. Right, right. True, true. Maria Wigglesworth or Wigglesworth. <laughs> but I, I didn't realize that it was um, the abominable snowman. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't, okay. That's well known. Anyway, so, like, I scroll down the, the Wikipedia page and it says the scientific community has generally regarded the Yeti as a legend given the lack of evidence of its existence. In one genetic study, researchers matched DNA from hair samples found in the Himalaya with a prehistoric bear from the Pleistocene <laughs> epic. I think that so was the Trump hair. is descended <laughs> from the uh, bear from the Pleistocene era? I think so. That would ex- his would, brain hasn't evolved. It would he probably- explain everything. So that's why I say, Stormy, yup to you, yeah. but I don't need to know. No, I don't need to know about the Yeti pubes of our presence. It's disgusting, but it's no more or less disgusting than everything else we know about you. No. No. Shut it down. Okay, Rachel, you took us into porn, and I'm going to keep going. So I'm going to talk about Pornhub, which uh, we've all heard of, frankly, whether you watch porn or not. It is one of the largest websites in the world. It is has the same traffic, the same unique viewers as LinkedIn and Netflix. So it's really up there. Wow, and, binge, binge viewers. But binge viewers are everywhere. And they, um, they came to the forefront this week because Kanye West said on the Jimmy Fallon on The Tonight Show that he was a big fan of Pornhub. And Pornhub embraced it and basically made him an unofficial spokesperson. Which he already was, obviously, which, before which, he went on Jimmy Fallon. Already was. They must have paid him. Right. And this is part of a larger effort for them because there's a lot of competition in the porn world, right? You know, there's a million different sites. You want to clip about something, you can find anything you want anywhere. Um, So they decided that they were going to capitalize on their brand and start to diversify. Everyone has to diversify, not stay in their lane. So first they went into physical products. They decided that they were going to... Oh, merch. Pornhub merch. (laughs) Merch, exactly. They're going to start their own lube, which is, you know, adjacent, brand adjacent. Um, And they, to promote this, they made the world's largest lube slide. Okay. Now, we had a segment earlier on about a pop-up store, which we hate, that had a lube fountain. Yep. Okay, so this is a lube slide. Is consistent with that. They made fashion partnerships with some of the hottest cutting edge fashion designers in the world. I, I doubt that. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> and um, for that special someone in your life, for the Christmas stocking stuffer, they have Pornhub premium gift cards. Um, but the most important thing now is that being really on the cutting edge, they have decided that they are going to launch, or they have already launched a cryptocurrency, and it's called Titcoin. <laughs> Not Bitcoin. Bitcoin. And I'm not sure the connection, but it's somehow like a brand relation to a piece of hardware technology that it's a wearable, a piece of wearable tech that recharges your phone while you're masturbating. And it's attached to the blockchain? I don't know. It's attached to your wrist, to your dick, to your blockchain. I don't know what, but it's like a perpetual motion machine. I don't know. Oh, well, mining Bitcoin (laughs) requires a lot of energy. The problem with Bitcoin is you have to mine the energy. It requires motion or some sort of energy. And if your wrist is moving anyway, you might as well just. So it's like a perpetual motion, motion machine. machine. That's right. That's it's... right. Now, the best thing about this is the name. It is called the Wank Band. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because why not? Because Wank Band. Rachel, okay. are you satisfied that this has been a terrible week? 
Um, it's been really one of the worst ever. I'm truly, truly disheartened and concerned and anxious. What's the one thing we could do to maybe rescue a tiny sliver here? We can talk about the sources of light in the sea of darkness, the yups. The yups. These are the things that, like us, who collapsed in a puddle of laughter after we walked out of the drugstore around the corner, gives us actually some delight, actually something to look forward to in the next week so we can make it to the next episode of this podcast. Rachel, do you have one? Yeah, I've been thinking about um, Judy Cochran, who I learned about today. (laughs) I don't know who that is. (laughs) So she's a great-grandmother in Texas, and... um, she shot a massive alligator this week. And <laughs> <laughs> was it from the flood? Was it a, with a snake and a fire ant? No, but the alligator was a criminal, and she suspects <laughs> that it's the culprit that ate her miniature horse. <laughs> Last year, it's so, a criminal. Is there a criminal code for alligators? So, I, I mean, Which, she had a miniature horse. She she recognized she had no in Texas. Oh, in Texas. So she recognized the alligator <laughs> from its distinctive birthmark because she was trying to trap it. So on Sunday, her son-in-law lured the alligator with what they called a seasoned raccoon. I don't know what that is <laughs> like with like salt and onion powder yeah, yeah. and like and I guess they Brazilian said it. steakhouse. <laughs> Sauce? Jimmy (laughs) Chori? And they set it up over the pond and they called um, Judy Cochran to let her know that the alligator had arrived. (laughs) And she took out her Winchester 22 Magnum (laughs) and shot it. Annie Oakley? She (laughs) shot it. But she was at a meeting. She was in a meeting at the time, which I find to be a business meeting or a condo meeting. She's a great grandmother. I don't know. They didn't say she was in a meeting. So I give her, you know, kudos to. You having for having this a meeting. Why, no, no, no. This is why the NRA people want guns. They're like, we need to protect ourselves from criminals and alligators <laughs> who eat our small horses. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> It's a yup in there? I just admire her Strong woman. Strong woman. For for getting revenge on the alligator that ate her horse. Okay. And humans and animals should not mix. And she is living her truth. She is living by our principles. And therefore, it's a yup. It's a yup. And she's seasoning raccoons. (laughs) Okay. My yup is this. Um... We went to see Doug and I went to go see a show that was off Broadway this weekend, and it's going to Broadway, which means it's a big hit. This is a show. It's called Be More Chill. Some of our younger uh, listeners might know what this is. Anyone over the age of 25 probably doesn't. This is a show that started like in regional theater, like, you know, eight, 10 years ago, and it disbanded. It was fine. And then for some reason, clips of it made it to YouTube. And it became a viral sensation, and there were millions and millions of viewers such that it was resuscitated to be an off-Broadway cast, and it's been on for a few months now. Doug – I'd never heard of this thing. Doug heard about it and got us tickets. I was like, what the fuck are you taking me to? And it was one of the best shows I've seen in years. It's a musical. It's basically about a loser in high school who uh, wants to be cool, and he finds a pill called a squip (sighs) that makes him cool – uh, like the Matrix. It, exactly. And the guy who like then ap- uh, arises to help guide him is looks like he's from the Matrix. Uh, and of course, as you know, when you want to be cool and you wind up being cool, it's not all it cracks up. Be careful what you wish for. The Aladdin story. Just, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It is so charming and touching. It's like the straight version of Love, Simon, which I'm banned from saying. But you said it anyway. But I said it anyway. So if you I, like Love, Simon, but you're not so into the gay shit, like this is the one for you. It's going to be on Broadway. It's going 
going to be the next Hamilton. In fact, I saw Hamilton twice, and I like this more than Hamilton. Wow. And I feel like we always talk about the predations of YouTube culture and how this is all terrible. But this but is this quality. Is, this, this is an this is example of how Paul. YouTube and social media could elevate something that we might not have noticed otherwise. Exactly. So we're going to have a clip. It's like a sizzle reel. It's going to be in the show notes. Please have a look at it if you haven't heard about it. Maybe like your kids are into it. Ask them about it. It's so life-affirming, but not in a cheesy way. And the, the songs are great. They they stand up to any kind of Broadway show stuff. We'll link to it. We'll link to it. It's fantastic. So please see Be More Chill. Just go look at it on YouTube. Please follow us on social media at Brian Hecht at Rachel D. You know, if you give us a good rating on iTunes, which is our number one, it's about 80% of people who listen to us, it helps more people find us, which is really the most important thing. We don't need the ego gratification. No, and we'll give you a shout out. We'll give you a shout out if you give us a really good review. Thank you so much. This has been a terrible week. It's been a really fun podcast. This has been This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. Wanna be my new friend? We got a lot in common.